Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour. Here we go. Mm. I'm so grateful to have the opportunity to join with you today. I am in Sedona, Arizona, and leaving to return back to New Jersey. I came out here to uh, go to a professional program with Carolyn Mace, and I enjoyed my time here. I got to be with one of the wonderful folks who's been a masterful living with me for a number of years, Kevin Haddle. Hey, Kevin. And um, it's always a blessing when we can be together. It really, really is. When we're on this road of traveling, healing together, and we develop such a level of intimacy and safety and support and love. It is so wonderful when we get to be in person together. So I've been enjoying this tremendously. And of course, Sedona is beautiful, really lovely. And mm, let's begin with a prayer. So we take a breath of love and gratitude Grateful and thankful to place my hand in my heart and wholeheartedly declare myself available for healing, for inspiration. So grateful to make a declaration of love. We are willing to let go of all regret, all resentment, all that stands in the way of the free flow of love in our heart and in our mind. We are grateful and thankful to open ourselves to an unprecedented, unlimited flow of divine love and goodness. So grateful to claim a healing, a divine dialogue transcending time and space. For the purpose of our awakening, we are truly grateful and truly thankful that the infinite intelligence that is always guiding us is there for us. We share the benefits with everyone because we are one with them, and in gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. Mm, so grateful. Yes, indeed. Oh, and I can announce, yesterday I announced, that uh, I am reopening the registration for Masterful Living for one week. One week only. And uh, so if you missed jumping into Masterful Living, jump in now. And we'll welcome you and get you settled in for an extraordinary year. And I, I will say I've been contemplating this for the last couple of days. I really feel that the energy of this year is quite different than the last few years. Uh, the last oh, many years have felt like we were being squeezed, <laughs> kind of like a pimple being squeezed. And um, it, uh, for most of us, it felt pretty uncomfortable. And the more we were resisting the shifting, the changing, the release of that that does not serve, the more we were in a place of reluctance and resistance then the more we were feeling squeezed, the more difficult, the more painful 
and I saw that everywhere in my life. And the people who were relaxing and flowing with the river had a much easier time of it because that's that's how life is when we are willing to place our faith in love rather than our interpretations, our judgments, our opinions. When we can put our faith in love and trust love, then we can be carried. We really can be. And sometimes we're carried through a very difficult time. Sometimes we're carried through what what seems to be torturous. But if we put our faith in love and choose love, then we do not experience the difficulties in the same way. It's a quite different experience. Uh, when we're resisting, that's when it's painful. A Course in Miracles in the workbook lessons, uh, it teaches us that pain is a wrong perspective. Pain is a wrong perspective. That's from Lesson 190, which is, I choose the joy of God instead of pain. It starts right out, pain is a wrong perspective. When it is experienced in any form, it is a proof of self-deception. So whether it's physical pain, mental pain, or emotional pain, it's about a wrong perspective. And what is a wrong perspective? Identification with the body, number one. When we think we are our body, then we will likely experience pain emotionally, mentally, physically. And right here in that first paragraph of Lesson 190, Jesus tells us there is no form pain takes that will not disappear if seen aright. For pain proclaims God cruel. How could it be real in any form? So I think one thing is we don't have to intellectually understand it. But just be willing to say, I'm going to put my faith in the teaching that pain is a wrong perspective. Higher Holy Spirit self, help me change my perspective to one that is correct. Holy Spirit, correct my perspective. Higher Holy Spirit Self, let me see this and everything else correctly. That has helped me so much. I I haven't had a lot of physical pain. You may, if you listen to all these episodes, you may remember back in 2015, I hurt my back. It was excruciating. And it was a, a great learning for me. But most of my pain in my life has been mental or emotional and that helped me so much to say help me see this correctly help me see this with God's eyes so to speak God doesn't have eyes but (laughs) help me see this from a God perspective from a spirit perspective from a love perspective rather than the pain perspective. Let me see what's true. Help me to place my faith in love. I'm a big believer in asking for help with that kind of thing. So, help me save my marriage? Maybe. Maybe the marriage is complete. So, Trying to keep it going on would create a painful perspective, right? Because it would be the perspective of thinking the marriage should continue. One of the most challenging things for all of us in learning these lessons of love is love is patient, love is kind, love is generous, love doesn't brag or boast or cling or crave or need or want, love is full. 
love is to be expressed, to be shared, but not to get anything in return. So it's it's not quite a selfless giving. It's giving because we feel divinely directed to give. Because sometimes selfless giving really looks like martyrdom and crucifixion, which is one of the aspects of the last lessons of love. Lessons of love is is a chapter in the text of A Course in Miracles, and uh, it's chapter six. And the first section in chapter six is the message of the crucifixion. And very often we can choose martyrdom, sacrifice for thinking it's, it's love. But love requires no sacrifice. It really doesn't. Mm. These lessons of love, our willingness to learn them is all that's required. It truly is, and it brings so much benefit, not just to us, but to our families. And when we live from the love, then the pain does disappear because we're not in that wrong perspective anymore. And I think one of the biggest challenges for many Course of Miracles students and spiritual students is that they are using spirituality to get what they want rather than to accept the atonement for themselves, rather than to see no separation, rather than to remember their divinity. They're looking to get something rather than to remember that they already have everything. So this is a place where we can have tremendous healing and growth, is recognizing that everything is within, and when we seek the kingdom first, then we're going to experience everything being added unto us, returned to us, because the only reason that we don't realize that we have it already is because we've put a block up in our mind. So that's why this journey through the workbook is about releasing the blocks to love. And love is the greatest teacher. Why? Because love is what we are. So when we are expressing love, when we're receiving love, when we're recognizing or recognizing love, then we're rebooting into our true nature and our true essence. And so we're shifting our perspective to one that is truthful, And, of course, therein lies our freedom. It's pretty simple. And I I love that about spirituality. I love that about love. I love that about God. I love that about A Course in Miracles, that truly it is very simple. So A Course in Miracles, these um, many, many pages of um, sometimes... of, of simple teachings expressed in complicated ways it's uh, it's like a puzzle putting a puzzle together imagine putting together a 10,000 page or rather 10,000 piece puzzle only to see that what is the puzzle it's just uh, the word love <laughs> but you can't see it till you put all the pieces Put, well, let's say more than half of the pieces together, that tipping point, 51%. And then you can see what it's all about and start moving much more quickly. So that's, that's our focus in my year-long Masterful Living course, is moving to that 51%, where 51% of the time we're being loving, being kind, being generous, being patient, and being available for inspiration and being willing to remember the truth that sets us free. So it's pretty manageable, and I love that. I love how people tell me that they do 
find that their pain reduction is tremendous, even with physical illness pain, all kinds of miracles. I think this year is going to be extraordinary because what it feels like, it doesn't feel like we're being squeezed quite so hard anymore, especially those of us who have been really dedicated and doing the work. There's such an expansion that I'm feeling for all of us. And I, I think the thing about expansion is to relax into it and to have faith that we are being led and guided and that we can relax into it. Because a lot of times in the beginning of a spiritual journey, many of us are striving and we are working hard because we're we're in pain, because we are suffering, and it feels so difficult, and it feels like we have to be super vigilant, which we do. We do. There's no question. We have to be super vigilant for the loving choices, for the opportunities to choose kindness, to choose patience instead of impatience, and kindness instead of unkindness, and to choose to extend compassion instead of attitude and demands. And instead of placing our demands on the people we're in relationship with, we learn to place our demands on that higher Holy Spirit self so that we can remember the truth. So grateful that there's an opportunity to uh, have a healing in each and every moment if we're willing to choose it. So grateful for that, that we don't have to strive. Uh, we can, we really can uh, travel on on the Holy Spirit, on the wings of the Holy Spirit, so to speak. And, and I'm so grateful that there is this tremendous holiness and wholeness that's available to each and every one of us. Of course, we must value it. Um, right now, I'm looking to uh, find a home in New Jersey. I'd like to live near my brother, and I feel super strongly called to be in the New York area and to hold the high vibration in the New York area. And uh, I don't know exactly what that's about, but I'm following my guidance. And so in in doing that, um, I'm looking at different houses and not finding the one that feels like a vibrational match yet. But I trust I will be led and guided. I am placing my faith in spirit, not in my own perceptions and opinions. And learning to do that it's worth everything we have to do in order to learn how to live by faith and trust. That's why trust is the number one characteristic of God's teachers. It's the liberator. Trust is the liberator. And um, let's look at the lessons of love here. So chapter 6 is entitled The Lessons of Love and... It uh, has an introduction, and that's what we're going to focus on today. And it starts with, The relationship of anger to attack is obvious, but the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. So the relationship of anger to attack is obvious. When we're angry, it often feels like we're A, Responding to an attack and be wishing to attack or feeling like we are um, being called to attack. So that's pretty obvious. But the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. Anger always involves projection of separation. So let's just look at that for a moment. Anger always involves protection of separation. So consider that anger comes 
from a feeling of separation, a belief in separation that's been triggered. We feel separate from happiness. We feel separate from safety. We feel separate from love. We feel separate from something we desire, something we want, something we feel we need. My invitation to you is to place your hand on your heart right now and think of something that tweaks you and you erupt into anger, to rage. This past weekend, Carolyn Mace was telling a story of how she had a a feeling of tremendous, tremendous rage because she thought she had been betrayed. And so, just if we look at that for a second, and this was in her past, and she told the story of the healing of it, and which was... Like she almost died because she started hemorrhaging blood from her nose, and um, all, and, and she lost so much blood that she had a near-death experience. Um, the rage turned into a purging. It's like a death wish, right? Be- because of attack thoughts. So anger always involves projection of separation. So when we're truly, truly angry and feeling an intense sense of rage, it, at its core, is a sense of separation. It's a belief in separation. And underneath that, anger is always fear. That's what Jesus is talking about here. That the the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. This was one of the things I learned um, a long time ago about my own experience with anger. Was looking underneath the surface of anger. Even the slightest irritation, which is a, an expression of anger, frustration expression of anger. I used to live in a near constant state of frustration and irritation and I had a very intense habit of taking offense and being offended constantly. So I was in anger much of the time. It was the one emotion that I really felt comfortable with. Um, Probably the only other one was despair fear, uh, rather anger and despair. So anger was how I expressed the fear. And uh, I, I talk about it as being um, a symptom. And if you look at something that you feel angry about, that you feel maybe a deep rage about, ask the higher Holy Spirit itself to show you how it's about separation. Because sometimes it can be very helpful to say, as I've done many, 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 many times, I'm not separate. Therefore, the anger is based on a false view. I'm not seeing it correctly. Pain is a wrong perspective. This anger is also a wrong perspective. This anger is an expression of my fear, of the pain that fear is. Fear is very painful to me. I can't stand to feel afraid. So I had to find a way out of the fear. It was intolerable for me to live in fear. I just couldn't handle it. In fact, I sometimes talk about how that was my first experience of prayer really working. My own prayer really working because I prayed to have the fear, the cause of the fear taken away. 
And of course, that's what A Course in Miracles teaches. I didn't know that then because I didn't know A Course in Miracles, but I said, I will not live in fear. Show me what to do. Show me the way out. I'll do it, but I will not live in fear. And so it's interesting now as I'm thinking about it that I didn't ask for the fear to be taken away so much as for it to be resolved. And fear is always a part of that equation of anger. Underneath the anger is always fear. Whenever you see someone who's angry, they're really afraid. And we can be so helpful to them if we wish. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's one of the reasons why I do what I do. Because people can have so much healing and transformation so quickly when they're willing to practice and it's so much easier to do the practices together in classes and to see that we're not alone this is one of the things I see in Masterful Living every year in Finding Freedom on my retreats is that people realize oh my god I really did think I was the only one that felt this way and to realize nope it's not true you're completely unique but you're not that special and to give up that specialness of painfulness it's powerful it's time for me to take a break take a short break and be right back i'm jennifer hadley you're listening to a course of miracles on unity online radio be right back Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about the lessons of love, and we were talking about underneath anger is always fear, and that the anger is easy to recognize most of the time. Sometimes it's very passive-aggressive. Uh, but the fear is not so easy to recognize. And so in the Lessons of Love chapter, chapter 6, this is what Jesus begins with. The relationship of anger to attack is obvious, but the relationship of anger to fear is not always so apparent. Anger always involves projection of separation, which must ultimately be accepted as one's own responsibility rather than being blamed on others. So our projection of separation, the anger, the fear, we have to take responsibility for it uh, rather than blaming other people for making us angry or making us afraid. This responsibility is absolutely essential for our happiness. And uh, I've talked many, many times about the responsibility for sight section, and that's a great follow-up if you'd like to um, find uh, that teaching in an episode. I'm sure you can find it many times. And and by the way... Um, all the episodes of the radio show, I think this is 370-something, uh, getting up to 380. And um, so been doing this since September uh, 2011. And uh, all the episodes are podcasted, so you can get them in a podcast. And also... For if you're on iTunes, there are two podcasts because iTunes has a limitation of 300 episodes. So there's the A Course in Miracles podcast, and then there's the A Course in Miracles archive, two separate podcasts at iTunes. One has uh, the most recent episodes and one has the oldest 
episodes. And the oldest ones include Ken Wapnick and Gary Renard and and folks like that. So um, one of the things you can do, too, is you can go to livingacourseinmiracles.com and you can see there to, to find the radio show, many other free resources. But we tra- we're transcribing all of these uh, episodes. So you can look for them there. They're totally free for the download. And if you appreciate this radio show while you're there, you can make a donation. You can make a donation at jenniferhadley.com or livingacourseofmiracles.com or powerofloveministry.net. Uh, all three places, all the donations go to the powerofloveministry.net. Uh, or just to the Power of Love Ministry. It's a nonprofit organization founded in 2013 for the purpose of offering low cost classes and retreats and counseling and all these different things that we offer. And all these free classes, the free daily inspiration, the free daily prayer. The prayer is also in a podcast, my daily prayer offering. So, so many, so many, so many resources. You can find a lot of them at jenniferhadley.com on the events page. And so, uh, if you look for a responsibility in the search at livingacourseofmiracles.com on the radio show page. Uh, you can search for all kinds of things. And in February each year, pretty much I have dedicated to relationship. So to me, this is critical to understand this lesson about anger in terms of our relationships and in re- improving our relationships. Because many times... If we're not aware, if we're not paying attention, then we won't recognize that when someone is angry, it's a cry for love. They are feeling afraid because they are feeling separate. And it's a cry for love. Many times when people are angry and acting out, the temptation is to move to punish them and to retaliate. And to get angry back at them. And that's precisely what Jesus is talking about in this section at the beginning of chapter 6, the lessons of love. What comes to mind is the teaching of turning the other cheek, which doesn't mean offering yourself to be abused uh, anew on the other side of your face, but to really offer something different. Right to offer a new perspective, and so for me, one of the greatest, greatest benefits of doing this work is I learned to turn the other cheek. And so, if someone came at me with attack, I could take a breath, recognize that it's a cry for love. It's not, even if it seems so super personal to me, it's really not. It's them, whoever it is that's attacking, demonstrating a cry for love. I am here to be truly helpful. I'm here only to be truly helpful. I'm here to represent, to represent the one who sent me. And the one who sent me will guide me if I am willing. And so when I'm presented with anger and attack, I can learn to take a breath and drop into my heart and realize this is a cry for love. It's not personal. That takes a great willingness. It does, it does, it does. But... Spirit will lead us and guide us if we're willing. Now, the thing about this, practicing this, it's helpful to understand what's being taught here in this introduction. Uh, And this is also in the um, Lesson 135, 
in my defenselessness, my safety lies. Or no, if I, sorry, if I defend myself, I am attacked. Lesson 135. So, but it's, it's very simple right here. He says, anger always involves projection of separation, which must ultimately be accepted as one's own responsibility rather than being blamed on others. So the person who's acting out in anger, their healing is going to come from taking responsibility for what they think and believing what they think. We can't make them do that. And we don't need to teach them because they have the Holy Spirit to teach them whether they have a faith or not. doesn't matter. The Holy Spirit is there to teach them. The angels are there to teach them. We're going to teach by what we choose. So we don't have to teach in a formal way. The, the best way to teach is to demonstrate. So he says here, anger cannot occur unless you believe that you've been attacked and that your attack is justified in return. Anger cannot occur unless you believe you've been attacked, that your attack is justified in return, and that you are in no way responsible for it. So when we feel attacked... We feel justified in attacking back. We're defending ourselves. So that's where we can make a loving choice. We've done nothing wrong. Even if people are angry with us, we are innocent. And even if we have been acting from malicious intent, someone gets angry because they see it. You know, this this plays out all the time in our relationships. One person in the relationship is not fully committed to love, and another person in the relationship feels insecure because they can feel that lack of commitment so the insecure one then does something to push that person away or to try and manipulate them to come closer something manipulative pushing people away is manipulative and trying to coerce them it's manipulative it's all part of that codependent dance so when we get into that codependent dance which we can do with our parents with our children our neighbors our co-workers our boss could be with anyone as we well know when there's anger and we feel justified in returning that anger and attacking back then what we're saying is i i am not responsible for my own anger But you see, that's how the angry person almost always feels. Whether they consciously recognize it or not, they feel a victim of the world. They feel they can't help but be angry. And that is not true. That is a false belief. I used to walk around angry all the time. It was painful. It was really painful. I didn't like myself because of it, because I was always uh, had a dark cloud over my head and I was constantly uh, taking offense and attacking people. I felt justified in my attack every single time, always. I was just protecting myself because I felt afraid. I wasn't going to admit that I felt afraid. I couldn't even admit that to myself. So we, when angry people or people appear to be angry in our life, we can't manipulate, control them. They're already afraid and angry out of reaction. So we must learn to extend love and compassion to them. But you see, so often we take that attack, that anger, and it justifies our own retaliation. 
And that's what Lesson 135 is partly about. And here, just to stay with what we're given here, because it's so helpful and perfect and beautiful. There are three premises here that Jesus is saying that we believe when there's anger. Number one, anger cannot occur unless you believe you've been attacked. So we get angry when we believe we've been attacked. Number two, our attack is justified in return. We're defending ourselves. Number three, we're in no way responsible for the attack that is the defense because we're only defending ourselves from having been attacked and we are not responsible for someone attacking us. Here's how this belief really keeps separation alive in our mind. It's no, by not taking responsibility for the world we see, including the angry person who's attacking us, we're, we'll always be stuck in separation thinking. The way out of separation thinking is unity thinking. One-mindedness, that we realize I am one with my brother. There is no separation. I am one with him. It appears as though we have separate bodies and separate thoughts, but there's one. And when I change my mind, my brother, my sister will too. So this is what we practice all year long in Masterful Living. It's why relationship healing is the number one thing that people experience the most healing of is because they're willing to do exactly this, begin to take true responsibility for their experience, for their thoughts, for their projections. And because all healing is at the level of the mind, they start to experience the healing and it naturally ripples out to the people they're in relationship with, whether it's their co-workers or their family or their friends or their parents or their children and even people they haven't talked to in years. I love to hear the stories of families reuniting and coming back together and and by the end of the year they're having Thanksgiving together and Christmas together and uh, a lot of wonderful celebration all because one person in the family decided to truly live a course on miracles truly live it truly apply it so it says here what can be expected from insane premises except an insane conclusion So this is why the truly living A Course of Miracles entails us being willing to say, my thoughts are crazy. I believe them, but that doesn't mean they're not crazy. My belief in separation that my attack is justified or that I need to defend myself with an attack, all of that is crazy thinking. I'm willing to recognize it's crazy thinking. I'm willing to partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self in order to relinquish, release forever all thoughts of separation. I am willing to realize that separation is an illusion he says next the way to undo an insane conclusion is to consider the sanity on of the premise on which it rests and see that's what the practice of a course of miracles is it's really being willing to look at things and say wow i'm feeling so angry now So I must be believing something that's false, that's not true. And that's the thing that disturbed my peace. It's not what's occurring. It's that I am actively choosing to believe something that's false. That is what is disturbing my peace. It's hard to to get this until we're really willing. 
willingness is all that's required to get this because it's not an intellectual understanding. It's a heart understanding. And that's where the willingness is. It's in our heart. I'm willing to stop seeing my brothers and sisters as separate. And once that really occurs, I am willing to give up all the crazy thinking. Holy Spirit, today, take all the crazy thinking out of my mind so I never think it again. Holy Spirit, today, show me the crazy thinking so clearly that I will gratefully and thankfully offer it to you for healing. This is how I've learned to live, and it's been so helpful to me. He goes, Jesus goes on to say here, I love that. The way to undo an insane conclusion is to consider the sanity of the premises on which it rests. So when there's anger, when there's fear, there's a belief in separation. And the premise that that rests on is that separation is real, but it's not real. So we just have to be willing to recognize there is no separation. That's accepting the atonement for ourselves. He says here, you cannot be attacked. Attack has no justification. And you are responsible for what you believe. So that's, that's the other thing is taking responsibility for what we believe. Okay, I must believe something that is not true, and that is why I'm upset. Holy Spirit, whatever it is that I believe that's not true, that's upsetting me, take it out of my mind forever so I never think it again. We don't have to analyze it. We don't have to look at it. Because sometimes if we start looking at it, we will grab onto it and make it more real. Better to just have it taken out of our mind forever. We don't have to orchestrate our healing. The, the fastest path to our healing is to give it all to the Holy Spirit. He then says, you've been asked to take me as your model for learning, since an extreme example is a particularly helpful learning device. Everyone teaches and teaches all the time. This is a responsibility you inevitably assume the moment you accept any premise at all. And no one can organize his life without some thought system. Once you've developed a thought system of any kind, you live by it and teach it. Your capacity for allegiance to a thought system may be misplaced, but it is still a form of faith and can be redirected. So that's the thing is in every single moment, we have faith in something. We're placing our trust and faith in something. So this is a journey of learning to place our faith and trust in something that's real and true rather than our interpretations and the meaning that we made of things. Just as we cannot really know the interpretations of our loved ones, how they look at things, and change that, we can do it for ourselves by partnering up with the Holy Spirit. I've seen it so many times over the years. This is my 11th year of teaching Masterful Living, and it's such a wonderful um, like, uh, laboratory for A Course in Miracles because people prove that these spiritual laws and principles are at work in their lives. They prove that when they change their mind, the world changes. So Course in Miracles teaches us, seek not to change the world, but to change your mind about the world. And 
in relationship, one of the most challenging things is to change your mind about people. It's so easy. We've been trained to project our limiting thoughts and beliefs onto the people around us. And it keeps them in a prison. And so what I see in Masterful Living is that people really are willing to let those projections go. And then those people, they... They recover from addiction. They recover from all the the projections that we've placed upon them. The greatest gift we can give any person in our life is to see them correctly and to see that the spirit is there within them and that the power of God is theirs. It's not separate from them. That is the most challenging thing I see anybody deal with is it's it's even harder to see it in ourselves but seeing it in our brothers and sisters helps us to see it in ourselves so if you're interested in going on this journey with me this year and masterful living I encourage you to consider it it's such an amazing journey and uh, almost everybody begins from a place of I don't think I have what it takes it won't work for me but it's um, it's a steady, gentle, working these principles that really brings us to a place of profound transformation. And then, of course, there are some opportunities coming up. I'm going to quickly mention them here. Um, John Mundy and I are doing a reprise of our teacher training, How to Lead and Create a Workshop, and that's in March in uh, New York State near the Catskills Mountains, and uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for professional training. All are welcome. So it's we've had all kinds of people. We've had uh, people who are in real estate, people who are other kinds of teachers, people who want to come and learn how to facilitate my forgiveness workshop, my Forgive and Be Free workshop, uh, this training that John and I are doing, how to lead and create a workshop, uh, includes certification of how to do my Forgive and Be Free workshop. And then Lisa Natoli, John Mundy, Corinne Zupko, and myself are doing the Spring Clearing Healing Retreat, also in March, both events in March. And you can go to jenniferhadley.com to learn more about them. Come join us. They are so deeply healing, these events. Even a teacher training is a deeply healing event by my intention. So let's take a breath, hand on our heart. We are grateful and thankful for this opportunity to learn the lessons of love and share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Have a great rest of your week. Mwah.